0: Breaking the Silence with Dr. Gregory Williams. Dr. Williams is the author of the acclaimed book, Shattered by the Darkness, putting the pieces back together after child abuse. Dr. Williams is on the senior leadership team at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. And Dr. Williams travels the United States speaking and training professionals, parents and victims about the importance of dealing with abuse and personal trauma head-on and not being afraid to break the silence of your own personal pain feel free to call in to tonight's show at 8-627-6008 and speak with dr. Williams and his guests live on air and now your host dr. Williams
1: Well, good evening on this wonderful, beautiful Sunday night here in the most awesome city, I believe, in the country, if not the world, Houston, Texas. And uh, just welcome to the program this evening. It's great to have you on Breaking the Silence. And uh, I'm great. We have some awesome guests that we have been coming up. We have some awesome guests that's coming uh, in the future here in the next few weeks But I can't think of a better guest than what we have tonight. And I'm just looking forward to my old friend coming back. Oh, O-L-E, not O-L-D. O-L-E, my old friend uh, is coming back tonight uh, to revisit because she has a new book. I can't wait to talk to her about it uh, and share her with you. And I know we have a lot of uh, hopefully first-time listeners tonight that were at Uh, A couple of conferences that we had, a couple of trainings that I've had that uh, I always kind of try to promote the show and who we have coming on. And I always talk about our guests at every one of the times I speak around the country. This person always is on the top of my tongue. Hey, you want a good book? This is the one to get. And want some good wisdom? This is who to contact. And uh, so we have a lot of first time visitors tonight. If you want to, there's two different ways to get involved in the program tonight, but really three. Three, you can just sit back with a nice cup of coffee with a notepad and pen and just enjoy it. Just take it all in, put on the DVR, whatever you want to tape and watch that in there at the time, because this is going to change lives tonight. Another way to do it is to get on our Facebook page. I'm looking at it right now. That is Shattered by the Darkness page. And my son Curtis is running that uh stream and all of those comments and questions on that from uh Seattle, Washington uh tonight where he's located at. Hey Curtis, I miss you, my friend, my son. I love you dearly. And another way is to be able to call in at 888 627 6008 And TJ will answer right there at the radio station and we'll patch you right through to me and the guests tonight. And uh, you'll be able to talk live with us. So just i getting better than that. All kinds of different ways to be a part. I always like to start off the program with things that may have impacted me this week. And I want to tell you what. and I want to be really gut-wrenching honest with you. It's been a tough couple of weeks, and um, just to holding it all together. But a couple of things that I jotted down right before the program, and I don't prepare these more than probably a half hour before the show. I just say, okay, what am I thinking about? What's on my mind? And I start jotting things down. Couple things I really want you to kind of look at is tonight and maybe going into this week. I think a few things that maybe I want to encourage you to do. First of all, try to start forgiving yourself and other people. Folks, I'm guilty. We all make mistakes, we all fail at something, we all slip. We're saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, acting the wrong way, having the wrong motivations and having the wrong thought processes in the wrong time of the day. And sometimes I'm even guilty, more guilty on not saying things at all. So I'm not just sinning with commission. I sometimes fail with omission by not doing anything and telling people how much they mean to me and care. So the first thing I wanted to kind of encourage you to do tonight and going into this week is just start by forgiving yourself. Start by forgiving somebody else that maybe is in your world. Hit reset, hit renew, and refresh that relationship by forgiving yourself, the relationship you have with you, and maybe the relationship you have with another person or two. And then this week, try to add on to that to try to help somebody else. Take the initiative of looking around you and trying to see who may need help. And you can be the person that is divinely appointed to be in their path to be able to reach out and say, Hey, you okay? How can I help you today? Another thing I really want, and I need to do this this week. I need to do it right now is try to start listening to that inner voice, your voice, maybe not to everybody else's, but your inner voice. Um, and let th- that voice become a little louder inside of your head of what's going on inside of you. And then be attentive to those stress levels that your body is going through. And then don't feel guilty when you need to take a break. Don't feel guilty. when you need to stop and just breathe. Um, I don't do that enough. I keep running on empty, and then I wait for the warning sign to flash, not just shine red, but start flashing, uh, that there's an alert ahead, and then I'll hit a brick wall and stop and regroup. I need to do things different, folks. I'm getting to the age to where I can't run on empty anymore. I can't run on my own adrenaline anymore. Uh, my juices are getting dried up in my old age and my bones are getting brittle. And I need to just stop and take a breath. And it's okay to do that. Take care of yourself in a special way this week. And then last thing I really want to talk about as we segue, big word there, segue. I do have a college degree. Uh, my mom would be so proud. Hey, he learned something down there. Um, but anyway, to segue into our session with our first, with our only guest tonight and our special guest is to stand up for somebody. This week, take a stand to stand up for somebody that's hurting, that's somebody that's being abused, that's somebody that's being trafficked, that somebody that can't protect themselves. And folks, it's our children. It's our kids and our world. The most precious, valuable treasure that we have in our society today is our kids. And there's nothing more precious as the jewels around our neck than it is when those children put their arms around our neck and give us a hug and we need to take care of them. We need to teach our children to value moments and not things. We need to look into the eyes of our kids and say, you matter. You are important and I'll stand up and fight for you. We so worry, do we not? I have three kids now that, you know, have their own kids, and those grandkids are so precious to me. They mean so much to me. And we worry so much about what our kids and our grandkids are going to become tomorrow. But sometimes we forget that they're in our midst today, and they need you to help them. They need you to stand up for them. They need you to love them and protect them like only you can do. That's all I had to say about that subject today because we have somebody that is a pro at this. A friend of mine that I met her and her husband at a conference years ago. But I feel like when we meet back on a, a program like this, we just started back up where we left off. And that's why real friends. Are all about, and it's my privilege to welcome to the program tonight, Kayla Marnack. Kayla, are you there? Can you hear me this evening?
2: I sure can, You're and you. I am You're so wrong. glad to be with you again. <laughs> well, hello,
1: Kayla. How are you, my dear?
2: I am doing well, and you know, Greg, I just I applaud you because when you start a program like this, with what we're talking about tonight, um... With, you know, body boundaries and also grief, which they can really be so tied together. It's so important. Number one, when you talked about we have to take care of ourselves, we can't give what we don't have. Mm. So when the well is empty, we can't do anything, you know, and so that and I'm just like you, I'm notorious for not taking care of myself thinking, oh, I'll do later, but We need to be sure that we are taking care of ourselves first. It's like the old adage, put your Oxygen mask on and then your child. So that's a reminder that we need to um, always have. And then the other thing is that from the movie The Help, um, when she's a little girl and she goes, you are smart, you are kind, you are important." That you can't tell a child more, not that they're pretty, not that they're athletic, not that they're talented. They are smart. They are kind and they are important. And that is what we really need to do with our children. We can do that. And with ourselves, we need to be sure that we do that with ourselves as well.
1: You know, I, I can't tell you how much respect and praise I have for you as a person for you as your mission in life. And the the one thing that I, I fell in love with you and your husband on was it wasn't, and I think you're on the same wavelength as me. It never was about the money. It was about the message that was in the books and your books are all about kids. And it's not just a book for the kids. It's a book for the parents because there's more, written words for the parents in the before and after but there's Mm -hmm. that awesome special way that you communicate with kids in their way with the beautiful illustrations and the way you write uh that things rhyme and and the way you just get to the point in such honesty that the kids need to hear today Mm -hmm. so i applaud you in the work that you do
2: thank you so much i really appreciate that we're all in this together you know, and that's why we have to help each other and, and to share the messages, because I have certainly shared your book and, and, you know, trying to get it out that how important it is for us not to be silent. Yeah. Because my goal is to empower children and educate adults. And what I have found that with talking with, because I work with therapists, every book is vetted through them, every word. And... What I have found is that they will say, oh, I gave it to a teen," and said, now this is written on for a three to eight year old, but I've got a client. Would you please read this book and see what you think? That opens up the door. And so what did you think about that? So honestly, it's applicable for every age. It's just that it's on a very simple language so we can really understand
1: You know, when I grow up, I want to be just like you because you've written more than two books. I've only written two, uh, but you've written four, and then a couple of them have been translated into Spanish, and you may have written more, but you have uh, My Body's Mind. I Can Do This, and if you have those, show those all. I love those. You have I Can Do That, uh, My Body's Mind, My Actions Matter. You have that one, too. There it is. Beautiful. And the new one, I'll Always Remember. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that one, uh, that one there, yes. And I just bought that one and and read that one. That one's great.
2: Thank you, thank you. And you know the um, because these two are in Spanish. The uh, that I have the I'll always remember is in Spanish, as well as the um, my the my body's mind is in Spanish as well because it's just trying to really get it out there and i have it has gone through several different um again counselors but also the texas um department of children have read it to make sure that all the verbiage and everything is accurate and and correct because i don't speak spanish so i have to trust someone else to do that but it was important to me to have these two books in spanish as well
1: well, those are the those are the two powerhouses that I see in your repertoire of books on the library shelf. So I, I want to really get into something that I, I downloaded just to see how efficient your webpage was, although I did this years ago, uh, and I copied it off. This, uh, My Body's mind, uh, talks about uh, children understanding their boundaries in their own body, correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, all of the books are written in first person because when they're reading it, that um, parent reading to, you know, carry a uh, safe adult giving it, reading it to them, but it's all, you know, my body's mine from neck to knee, and nobody's free to be touching me. From head to toe, my body's mine. I love my body, and it's all mine. So it keeps going on that. One of the things that um, is so important is to tell them, hugs are okay if I say so. Mm. But I am free to tell them no. Kiss my cheek might be okay, but only if I say you may. So often, you know, it's that, you know, well, go hug him, you know, oh, you know, give him a hug or whatever. And it's like, they're not safe. The child knows they're not safe. But the adult is thinking, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed by you rejecting somebody, And so that's, so it tells them uh, also in the book, uh, no adult face is shown. It's all the kids are shown. And so that it's just a very sensitive way of doing it. The other thing is that a yucky feeling. Yeah. So often we say, you know, uh, we ignore our gut feeling and think, oh, I'm just being, I'm being judgmental. I'm being, um, this, you know, there's nothing really going on. Instead of going, whoa, why do I feel kind of creeped out? Why do I have that yucky feeling? And so it's got a yucky feeling is good to know. My body's saying it's time to go. It's time to leave. Get out of there. Go tell someone you know will care. So it's respecting the child learning to trust themselves. Because so often we negate the reality of our body and what our feelings are. And we have to really check into that because, like again, it's that embarrassment. We we don't want to have to think, oh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, it's just
2: in my mind. No, it's in your body, and your body's telling you. And so, um, the other thing is that um, this one, you know, it tells them exactly what to do because it says. Um, I'm going to yell, I'm going to run, I'm going to tell, and I won't stop until they know to keep me safe wherever I go. A safe grown up keeps me from harm. If I've been touched, they sound the alarm. And so it's helping them, you know, but the the kick is, Greg, it's such a, I don't want to talk about what, When I was asked to write the book, I'm going. "Mm, I'm writing a novel. It's about a child coming out of foster care, but there's no because I didn't want to write about it. And they go, we need a book for three to eight year olds working through it, and I did. So the book, you can if a parent goes, I don't know what to say. You don't have to know anything, and that's that's what I really worked with them with the um, counselors, because all you need, you don't need to know anything. All you need to do is pick up the book, read the back portion to help you so that you can then help your child. So it's like, well, I don't know what to say. Well, you don't have to know what to say, you know? And so that's what's so important. It even has questions that you can ask. So there's so it's kind of this full circle type of a thing that um, that you can pick up the book, you can read it, then you can read the poem and then you can say, well, what do you think? Have you ever felt yucky before? It's not saying anything, you know, it's not accusatory or it's not anything like that. And that's what I think is really helpful. That's what my goal is, is to get the parent empowered as well.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it involves the parent in opening a door that they may not know how to even turn the knob on. It's like how do I how do I even bring up the subject? Well, it's it's hey, let me read you a book, and yes. you just read the book, and then it just opens up naturally in such a I think a beautiful way of the topics that and every one of your books do this that sometimes aren't so easy to have conversations Mm -hmm. with for some reason. I don't know why, because it ought to be, but it Mm -hmm. is difficult. And this helps the parents gives them a platform and then your instructions and directions in the back and all the expertise in the back of the book even expounds on that more. Hey, take it to this level. Here's a game. Here's a, here's a couple of questions you can ask. And just some great interaction with the child
2: right it's non-threatening and you know it's education and that's what because as a you know parents need to take responsibility of their children we abdicate our responsibility and say, oh well you know at school you know they're going to learn or at church you know it's like it's like no it's the parent's responsibility and we really as parents need to step up and we need to say hey this is my child it's my responsibility and Again, I call them, uh, a friend called them this, and I thought I really liked the tagline. It's a tiny, mighty book. A tiny, because mighty book. It's just a tiny little book, but it's such a powerhouse because it really helps the parents to know, uh, to get them to be able to know what to do. Yeah. And that's what, you know, with all of them, that's what, you know, the, the uh, with I can do that is on the self-regulation. Because the kids, you know, uh, it validates the uh, their actions. You know, it's like, well, when I get mad, you know, it's uh, when I get mad, it's hard to stop. I shake my fist, I blow my top, I scream and yell, I throw a fit, and it's not fun. No, not one bit. <laughs> but I, but there are actions I can do, and so then it goes into the different self regulation um, actions that they can take ownership of themselves. So they can do it anywhere and that's what you know with the therapist and again i really want to stress is that this isn't my oh i think this works or oh i think this is good it's the therapists have said because i'll put my first draft and they're going no that didn't work okay like it needs to be this that or the other so i really try and i want to make sure that it is through the therapist's eyes. So you're getting a therapy lesson. Yeah. You know, you're getting, you're getting therapy when you're doing that. With the, um, my actions matter. So often kids not knowing how to interact with others. And this is about, I speak with respect. I cause no hurts. I listen and obey. And this book actually has scripts for the parents to do. And it was, it was so funny um, because when I was um, reading it back to one of the therapists and, and it says in here, um, turn to it, when it says, um, this is where it's showing the attitude of all the kids that we have. Um, I can be sassy with my words, with looks and attitude. With hands on hips, I roll my eyes. My words are really rude. And then there is my safe adult. That, oh, whoa, they say, no way. Let's try again with respect. I listen and obey. So it even tells the parent in this one what to say. And when I was reading it and the, the therapist was going, I say that to my kids all the time. And I'm going, I know. I recorded you. That's your word. So, you know, so that's that's the whole goal of what I want to do is to really empower the kids or to re-empower really the children and then educate the adults.
1: Taylor, do you believe that without going down the religious road, do you believe that children have been given to parents as the people that are responsible for training them, teaching them their value, and these ultimate life lessons. If they don't learn them from the parents, who are they going to learn these important things
2: from? Who? They are going to learn them. Who are they going to learn them from? And what I wrote a poem one time um, that with one of my novels, but it was called... Um, My child on loan from thee. Because God gives us our children, they're on loan. Yeah. And so when you have something that's on loan to you, you don't own it. But you take care of it. It's precious to you. You're responsible for it. You want to make sure that you're doing the right thing with it. But if you feel like you own it, well, you can trash it. You can do whatever you want. Our children are on loan that God gives us these, you know, these children, and it's our responsibility to teach them because they're gonna learn something. They're gonna learn about it. And if we don't get ahead of the curve, starting at age three, it's when these subjects need to be talked about. Wow. And they're gonna get it. They're gonna get it someplace. And we want it to be from us, not from peer pressure or someone else.
1: Yeah. Before we go on to the first break, because I want to talk about your new book on the last segment, um, everybody needs to go right now to your webpage. And that webpage would be what? Kayla.
2: It's uh, well, it's the Can Do Kids series is the is uh, or my more my name, Kayla J W Marnock, M-A-R-N-A-C-H dot com.
1: Yeah, and on there you have, it. I downloaded this a while ago just to see if it was still active so I could promote it because I believe in this so much it's free. Yeah. Every parent, every grandparent, every teacher, every counselor, every preacher, every doctor, everybody listening in this world needs this five-point plan of my body's mind and you can download it free and within Mm -hmm. seconds i had my inbox and it comes up and it's absolutely gorgeous a beautiful color and it tell me about this five point plan and why it's so important that you just gave this away
2: well yeah again i think like you and i i'm not after the money i'm not trying to make you know of course i would like to I sell lots of books, you know, and everything. But I want to have resources that people can get their hands on and meet, because not everybody can afford books. Not everybody can do it. And so I wanted to be able to have free resources that they can download immediately, that it can be in their hands, and that it can help them. And I think that too often when you read something, it's like this whole list of all this stuff as opposed to boom, Boom, boom. You know, it's like here is just these points. So it's a very digestible, understandable, and actionable.
1: So the five point plan is the importance of it. What's it about if I encouraged everybody to download it right now? What are they going to be receiving when they get that?
2: Well, it's going to be a PDF and then it's going to have, it's going to tell them the steps of what they need, that what they can do for their children. So it's just kind of a synopsis and an action plan to help them immediately be able to do something with um, with the information.
1: Fantastic. Recommend everybody do that. We're gonna take our first commercial break, 888-627-6008. You can call in and talk to Kayler. You can get right on Shattered by the Darkness. I'm looking here, there are people on there now. And uh, if you have a question or comment, feel free to call and let us know. But during this one minute, it's all it's going to take. Get on that website and go ahead and download it or at least write it down so after the program you can do it because I highly recommend this. And on the other side of the break, Kayla, I want to talk about your new baby that just got delivered that you're offering to the world uh, about grief. And I really want to drill into that a little deeper. So we'll be right back right after this.
2: Okay, thank you.
1: with us.
0: publishing that brought you the international bestsellers, A Child Called It, and the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, comes the latest book by Dr. Gregory Williams, Shattered by the Darkness. This book describes the horrific abuse that Dr. Williams suffered at the hands of his father for over 12 years, and the damaging effect of keeping everything silent about that abuse for 30 years if you're looking for that book that you can't put down then pick up a copy of shattered by the darkness by dr gregory williams at all barnes and noble stores amazon and books a million now back to breaking the silence with dr gregory williams
1: Welcome back with my dear friend. And I don't have many friends in life, but Kayla Mardock. And uh, she has written just a series of can-do books that you need every one of these. These are awesome gifts, not only for the kids, but for the parents. Mother's Day. Hey, Mother's Day's coming up. Wouldn't it be neat to just to be able to do this whole set and give it to a mom and say, hey, here's something you may want to go through with your kids. He will thank you for it, love you for it, and it'll be something maybe – Better than flowers, the flowers fade away, and they end up going to the trash. This will be something that the kids will be able to learn from and uh, really be blessed with. So make sure you get online and do that. Kayla, this new book, this new uh, uh, discovery of how you're letting us into your world, and I, I read this uh, today and every word in it, uh, and it's beautiful. What, tell us all about it.
2: Well, uh, um... When I, because again, I work with therapists and I, after I finish a book, I'll say, what do you need? Well, we need, you know, a book on, on self-regulation, Okay, What do you need? You know, and so, and they said, we need a book on grief and loss. Mm-hmm. I started it in 2019, right before the pandemic. And uh, I was in the throes of it and my, I find out my sister had ovarian cancer Um, She was diagnosed on January the 5th of 2020, and she passed away on January 17th of 2020. And I was, I couldn't, I had already started research on it, but I couldn't touch it. I was too, um, my emotions, I just, I couldn't touch it for two years because I was going through the grieving process. Yeah. And then I finally decided, you know, last year it's like, okay, no, I've got to get it out there. And in writing it, Greg, I I went through the whole grieving process again. And at one point, I was writing this poem, and I kept going over. Three to eight year olds are going to be reading this, and I'm an adult. I'm in my sixties, and I and I can't handle it. I was crying so hard. I called a therapist friend, and she. Walked me through and she goes, Taylor, you're writing this for you. So write it for you. So it, I then began to internalize and it helped me get through that. Yeah. Um, but it's just so often with we can discount grief with children. Uh, if they lose something, if they lose their favorite blanket or their favorite toy or, or we move schools, that's a part of grief. There, there's there's some grief in there and we need to we need to honor it and we need to acknowledge it and so often um, parents or the adults will just kind of discount we' we'll get over it it's all right you're old enough you shouldn't bother you you know and it's like no, that is not the way you want to do it. The back of the book um, and again um, throughout the poem, Because the main structure of the the repeated phrase is, uh, I'll always remember, but not be so sad. I'll always remember the fun that we had. I'll always remember how you made me smile. I'll wear that white grin for a very long while. I'll always remember that life will go on. I'll always remember you're not really gone. Yes, deep in my heart, you forever will be. I'll always remember what you mean to me. And so that's the repeated phrase that goes through it. But uh, it acknowledges that so many of the different feelings that you can have. Uh, Guilt, I caused someone to leave. Uh, If a divorce, you know, I caused my parent to leave. It's what I did or I didn't do. The back of the book, honestly, this is the richest one that I've got a parent guide it's the richest one that I've done because um, it's not stages of grief anymore it's reactions to grief stages indicate one, you stage one, stage two stage three, you don't go back to stage one when you're at stage three Mm -mm. with grief it can go back and forth And I mean even with my sister who passed away in 2020 I still grieve different ways for her you know so but the back of the book um it really had describes the different types of grief that there are the different reactions that there can be and one of the things that i really felt very strong about is that when uh someone's grieving oh i don't know what to say well in the book i have written i have i've compiled what to say And what not to say. And that is so important. Because um, so often when when you say, oh, well, you know, they're in a better place. You know, I want them with me. What do you mean they're in a better place? You know, um, well, God needed another angel. So God's going to take what I love away from me. Well, then that gives you a distorted view of God, you know. And, um, or they'll, sim- you know, make it real simplistic. Well, you've had enough time. You need to be, you know, you need to be past this. So it has a whole list of what to say, what not to say, and also things to do to help your child. Um, talking about like layered losses. Mm-hmm. That when you sub one thing that isn't just that one thing, it, there's a whole layering process to it. Um, some of the things that it says, um, you know, as far as what not to say, stop crying. Well, I deserve to cry. I'm grieving, you know, or don't think about it so much. How do you not think about it? Um, I know exactly how you feel. No, you don't. You both lose a parent, but you still feel differently about it. I think one of the, you know, if I I guess if there's something that I could tell people as far as when someone is grieving, the the main thing is that when when they're grieving, just be present. You don't have to have words. I'm sorry is enough. And that's when my sister died. The nurse held me, and she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's all I validated, and that's all I needed to hear. It was There was no patronizing or anything else. People will say, well, just let me know what I can do. Then you're putting it on them, and that's wrong. They've got enough to think about. Go, I'm going to bring a meal on Tuesday if that's okay with you. That'd be great. I'm going to take your laundry. And I'm going to do your laundry for you if you don't mind, you know, asking permission and everything. But don't put it on the person who's grieving to try and do it because they're already they're already trying to do so many different things. Um, There's also a lot of activities to do that you can do with them that's going to honor the, uh, the one that has passed. Or even if you've left a neighborhood and the child is young and they've left their friends and we just moved to a new city and uh two weeks ago and uh we're now in waco instead of austin okay. because our daughter's expecting our first grandson a grandson so we moved to be closer to him with their permission they said they said come on um and so um you know with with having that it's just it's the activities of like moving there there's grief but you have to honor it. You can't just ignore it or dismiss it. Also, there's scripts. And I felt really important that, um, well, I don't know what to say to them. You know, do I have to, you know, how do I approach um, if they're, you know, if, if that's a funeral. You know, there are different types of funeral and everything. And one of the analogies that I use is that, you know, that um, that the body is a shoe. And the soul, you, the person, is the foot in the shoe. But that body, that person has left. And the shoe is still here, but the but the person is gone, you know, and stuff. So to kind of help them bridge, well, I see them? Why aren't they, you know, what's going on and everything. So it just has it has the scripts that you can talk to them about what the funeral is or if it's a wake or wow, well, how whatever.
1: Is- yeah, so I I remember, uh, this is how terrible of a parent I was. Uh, my oldest uh, son, Matthew, uh, my brother was killed uh, at 36 years old, got right over by a car, and Matt was young when that happened. And I never sat him down, even though I was in the business of mortician, and, and uh, you know, he knew all about that type of thing. But we never really sat down and talked much about process and the funeral and all that. Uh, About six months later, I get a letter from the school, and he was probably in third or fourth grade, I believe, at that time, and uh, I may have that wrong, but he was in that area, and he had won uh, a book writer's award, and he was going to Springfield, Illinois, to receive this uh, award uh, for being the best book selected, and I had never seen the book, uh, they they sit at home and I read it and it was all about Uncle Tony and him mm-hmm. being killed and him missing him. And it's like, wow, how did I miss what mm-hmm. he obviously was experiencing and felt? So even though those things you're talking about tonight re- are very reflective towards kids or adults and how you go through <laughs> different stages of things, Three to eight year old children are very capable and need to hear about death, what happens to them. They didn't fall asleep. You know, the, all of those things are so important to be real and open. Do you feel that way? I mean,
2: oh, one, my, my granny, I know best of intentions, and we all have these best of intentions. Show. Now I lay me down to sleep. You know, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, (laughs) it's like, if I should die before I wake, you know, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I'm going, and that's not a prayer a child should have. You know, I mean, I understand the reasoning behind it, you know, sort of. But it is because they, they have, I mean, their little minds are sponges. And they see so much that we're not even aware of. And that's why we have to be sensitive to watch them, to um, ask questions, ask open-ended questions, not leading questions, but open-ended questions to see how they're feeling. Because we can say, oh, you're really sad, aren't you? And it's like, well, yeah, I guess I am. I'm really mad, but you're saying I'm sad. Instead of saying... How are you feeling right now? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to ask them to open them up so that they can then express themselves and not pin a different um, reaction on them.
1: Don't you think it's important also to be really blunt about the word death? I mean, I remember I use this illustration all the time. Uh, When you talk to your kid, don't say, oh, do you remember like when your goldfish died and they're going, well, wait. We flushed the goldfish down the stool. Is that what happened to Grandpa? Uh, you know, you don't want to, you never want to give that correlation. You want to say, they are gone. They've died. Mm-hmm. And then have that, you know, that's what happens in this world. And the shoe sounds like an excellent way of the shell is no longer, the person's gone, but the shell is still here.
2: Right. and And so often they'll say, well, they got really sick and so they're no longer with us. Well, every time that little child gets sick, they're going to go, am I'm I going to die? You know, or, you know, that that uh, that if you don't use the true words, they died, that yeah. they're no longer with us, you know, as opposed to, oh, they went to sleep. Oh, right. they
1: expect him to go to bed. That, yes. That's not going to happen. <laughs>
2: right, right. You know, and that's what I think so often we try and couch words to our children, because it makes us easier, it makes us feel better, but it misconstrues the child doesn't understand. They can't, well, asleep means I wake up in the morning, but you're staying asleep and you're going to put them in the ground. You know, are they going to wake up under the ground? You know, so it's very, very important that you use concrete Examples, concrete. Caleb, would you recommend
1: this book, for instance, if someone just ha- passed away in the family, let's say uh, a grandpa or grandma that they were pretty close to. Do you recommend that when that happens to pull this book off the shelf and have it handy and say, mm-hmm. hey, let me read your story and let them read along with that? Would that open up that discussion of really what happened to them? Is it that kind Absolutely. of difference? Absolutely absolutely
2: yeah because because again it's gonna have it's all in first person so it empowers that child and then when the parent reads the back portion of it it's going to help them it's going to you know educate them on the ways of the verbiage to use the attitude to take the honesty that we need to display Mm -hmm. and then the openness and willingness to let the child grieve as long as they need to grieve and counseling. I mean, that can really help because sometimes they can get caught in in a loop and you don't want that for them, but you also don't want to go, well, it's been long enough, you know, so there's, and and again, that's some of the things that I mentioned in the book is, is to get the counseling for the parent as well as the child.
1: One of the things I want to applaud you on, and I really want to find out, figure out how you did it. You did not title the book something negative. You titled it something positive. So it's like, yes, they're dead and gone, but you will always remember. And that's so powerful. You're leaning into something positive. Those memories never fade away. That, that, those times will never fade away. And how did you come up with that? Was that your idea recommended from somebody? Because I think it's beautiful.
2: You know, I mean, Greg, I mean, to honestly and truly, I feel like it's a God thing Beautiful. because sometimes I'm going, I'll be, I'll be writing and I'm writing. I'm going, Oh no, God, that was good. Wow. That, that was really Thank you, Lord. You know I mean? I mean, honestly, because it's like, I can't, I can't take credit for a lot of it because I really feel like the Holy Spirit just, you know, kind of said, you know, gave it to me. And, um, it was just, it was some, it was a title that came because I always want to keep it on the positive yeah, on a very, on a very hurtful, hard negative. That can be a very negative situation. That's hurtful. But again, all the reactions of grief and how you can go back and forth, but you'll always remember. And that's what there's very. I mean, there's really a lot of different ways to honor that individual by different ways. And you let the child allow the child to lead you. You just open-ended questions. This is not about you. Okay, we're going to put a book together and we're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to. And it's like. the child doesn't want to do that. So do you want to put a balloon and maybe we can let balloons go? No. Cool. Then fine. Do you want to go walk where you used to walk with grandpa? Yeah. Well, then let's go. You know, so you don't tell the child what they, what's comfortable for you. Dad, this isn't an easy thing to talk about. Yeah. And, and that's why we need to, to be able to concrete, <laughs> you know, words. And that you let the child let the child lead you on what they need. Don't put your expectations. Because I need well, I need to have these pictures all around. That's for me. And so, oh, well, but I'm going to do it for the child. You know, recognize, take ownership of what it is that you need. But you know, child- I think it's one
1: of those books that. Because I, I can't imagine a, a child come running up to mom or dad and say, hey, let's read that book about death again. No, but I can see them come out and say, hey, I want to remember grandpa tonight. Can we read that book again? And yes. if it sparked up. And that's a whole such an awesome approach that mm-hmm. you have instead in all your books instead of, hey, don't touch me. My body's mine. It's a whole different outlook. Uh, well, I, I'm not able to do that. Well, wait. I can do this. It all, all the way that you approach these books and these topics that kids need to know about are mm-hmm. from a, a set and a perspective of self worth, yes. value, yes. empowerment, and it's absolutely expertise in what you do. And I appreciate that.
2: Thank you. You know, one thank you very much because because that's really my goal. And one of the things is is that I do bring up is that guilt. Is that kids can feel guilty, and we all can. But a child can feel guilty that maybe it was my words, or maybe I was the, you know, if I hadn't have done, if I had just gone over there one more time, you know, and and it it alleviates the guilt. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what I. It's like no, that that wasn't you. That wasn't you. It wasn't your. You didn't cause it and you can't cure it, you know? So it's so it's helping that, the letting the parent help the child alleviate that guilt so that they don't take ownership. You know, we all tell it can be, oh, it's all about me, you know? I'm the one, I caused it and everything. It's like, no, you didn't, you know? And um, you, so.
1: Well, Kayla, you know, tell us one more time how, how they I can, go ahead, it. do you have
0: something?
2: Well, it's just this, that all subjects can be approached in a negative or positive way. Every subject there is. yeah. And it's how do you want to impact your child? Because it's our responsibility to raise them and to, and, you know, to put that in them so you can have it a negative or positive. And that's what I, my books, you know, the can do kids series, let me share the series. Um, it's, that's what I can do, that, you know, and that's what it's all in a, a positive about really hard subjects
1: yeah i tell you what tell them tell everybody that's listening tonight uh, how they can get a hold of these themselves one more time on your web page amazon's a great spot but tell them what's best for you for them to be able to get a hold of them
2: yeah on amazon uh they're all on on amazon um all of them and you can go there um you can put in my name the kayla jw marnock um, Then on my website, they're all listed there. And in fact, I have videos on my website for you to look at because I I don't want someone just to get in and they don't know what they're going to get. And so I want them to be able to see if they find value in it. And so uh, on the website, there's little videos about each one that you can see, too. But my website, um, Taylor J.W. Marnock or the Can Do Kids series.
1: Kayla, thank you so much for being with us. tonight. I appreciate it so much. Everybody needs to get these books, even if you can't afford it. Let me know and I'll buy you a set of her books and send it to you. I feel that empowered by these books that every parent ought to get them. Uh, if you can't afford it or not, let me know and I'll make sure you get the one you want or all of them. I'll be glad to do that for you. But Kayla, thank you so much for being on the program. Tonight. Well, I appreciate it.
2: Well, you are doing such an amazing job, you know, I mean, of spreading so many the, the with your program. You are you are really a light in the darkness that that really that a lot of people face. And I just applaud you, Greg, for all that you do for everyone else. You know,
1: Well, so. the things that makes me happy is to get to help people. But I also get to meet people like you. And that yes. has been a blessing to me. So thank you, Kayla, so much. And make sure you tell your hubby I said hi.
2: I will. I will. Okay. I sure will. Okay. God bless Thanks, you, Greg. Okay. Thank you so bye much. Bye. Come back
1: anytime. You anyway, guys- I always like to close out the program each and every week with the same thought, even though it's not just the same thought. It is really for my heart and hopefully to yours and everybody that's watching and looking in my eyes right now. No matter what is going on that's happening in this world to you, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I want to let you know there's hope tonight. There's hope. Never give up on hope. I want to thank Kayla for being with us tonight. Please get these books. Please give these for gifts for Mother's Day. Please give these to your grandchildren, your grandkids, your uh, the parents of people that need to have that special interaction with their kids. It will change their lives. Join us right here for another edition next Sunday night at 8 p.m. live from Houston, Texas, for Shattered by the Darkness. Take care. God bless you. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence with Dr. Gregory Williams. To contact Dr. Williams, dial 832-396-6525 or email him at shatteredbythedarkness.com. At gmail.com. And don't forget to join us each Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on BBS Radio Station 1 for the next episode of Breaking the Silence.